and welcome to the podcast Used Up Pens, an interview series about the Landreth family's journey with a son and brother diagnosed with autism, Trent Landreth. On today's episode, Tristan will lead Corey and Andrea through what it was like to have Trent be taken out of public school and placed in HeartSpring. Here's your host, Tristan Moore. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Used Up Pens podcast. I'm your host, Tristan. And we have mom and dad here. Say hello. 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 <laughs> um, okay. So we are going to talk about beginning HeartSpring for Trent. And our first question, party people, is what were some immediate differences you noticed from previous schools Trent had attended? Well, uh, the thing that comes to mind the most is that we weren't getting calls for his behavior. Right. They were just handling the behavior. And um, we, we would get actually reports if there was an incident. And that was really helpful, but we didn't even really have a heads up for that. We would just receive a report in our email. <laughs> and um, I know the schools are good about that now, but back then it wasn't, I don't know that it was mandatory that they report everything like that, but um, just the consistency of it. He didn't have days off like the school district has. Right. So it was good for him to go Monday through Friday mm-hmm. and not have days off. Even even in the summer, he went, he was only off maybe a week in July, yeah. a week at Christmas, and that was about it. So the consistency was good for him, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we noticed, um, I think one of the big things that was different was that Hearts like Trent was just another student at HeartSpring. Mm. When he when he was in public school, he he was like I don't know how to say this, but like the bad student, you know, like he, right, he, yeah, he was his, the difficult his, his aggression, his his anger, you know, that took a lot of staff to handle it, and uh, at, but at HeartSpring, he was just like another student, and mm-hmm. they just treated him like that, and and I remember that being pretty shocking to us initially like when we would show up or I'd come up to, to get him or something and he would be you know in a mood and yeah and they would just be handling it and and that was just like wow it's not like we didn't have to jump in I felt like at the public right. school if he had a if he had an outburst or whatever we we would have to um, step into that and right. help them. But at HeartSpring, we just got to stand back and let them handle it. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Did you notice any differences like within Trent toward school? <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. You know, not really. Trent had the same routine of waking up in the morning. And um, <clears throat> Corey was always the one who got him off to school because I typically left before him. Or even when I didn't, I... I was getting the rest of you off to school and he was taking care of Trent. Yeah. So I felt like our routine was pretty much the same. I don't remember the time you know, I, difference. I I don't remember him even f- fussing about going, even when he was getting on the bus and only making it a couple blocks before he'd try to bust the windows out. He yeah. didn't fight us about going but once mm-hmm. he got on the bus and he left the house then he'd he'd go yeah you know uh, um so that's interesting because yeah he's always been 
like, oh, we're going? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's his routine. Um, and the and we've had to leave places because of him, because he's ready to go, I'm finished. Uh, and, and That's so his we, nice way of saying it now. Yeah. <laughs> so he should not be like that. Before he did that, though, he, he wouldn't say, I'm finished. He'd just try to hurt somebody. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> um, but... So we've had to leave places before we really wanted to, or the rest of you were done with whatever. But as far as going, do you yeah. ever remember him? No, he's just, about just the, very not routine just school, about but that. Anywhere. He he's also kind of a morning person. He likes to sleep later, but but he is never in a bad mood when he gets up. Oh yeah, and he always gets up. Um, like I think I did a TikTok about this. He. You know, I go in um, r- roughly the same time. Uh, you know, Monday and Friday is different because he comes t- to yeah. see you. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, when he goes to his day program, it's, you know, pretty much the same time every day. Go in. I knock on the door. I open the door. I walk in, turn the light on, say good morning, Trent. He says good morning, Daddy. Yeah. Open the window. Like, and, But then I leave, and it's about it's it's nine to ten minutes every day. I nobody you don't have to say anything else to him. He just gets up and gets his stuff together and and comes. I remember before he got his new glasses and new glasses case last year. Uh, you could always tell when he was about to leave the room because you'd hear his glasses glasses snap. case shut close snap close. Uh, you're like, oh, he's coming. Um, but yeah, he's always been good about that. Good mm-hmm. about morning. Yeah, wherever he's going. Yeah. Very, we're, we're very thankful about that because we know many, transitions many, can be really hard. Yes, transitions can be very hard for yeah folks and and those families. But and I don't know, you know, I wondered if maybe because you other kids were always doing stuff when we were younger, mm-hmm. there was not really ever a chance where Trent got to kind of control the situation. What do you mean? Aside from leaving. Like, we were always going places and doing things because you guys were always doing stuff. Uh, concerts and, and programs and Yeah, but, like, what do you and, mean by Trent never got to control the situation? Well, we, we didn't... We, we did what needed to be done. So if you guys had a program, we went to the program. And we took him to the program. So you're saying like, he didn't have an option of staying home? Yes, he did, and and we didn't. I think most of the time, I, I mean, I can't think of times where we were like, "Oh, Trent, you, you know, he's thrown a fit." Or I'm like, we just loaded him in the car and went. So I mean, we didn't. I, do you remember? Like, I just don't feel like we. Well, it's just it goes back to like that. Trent doesn't tell us. Yeah. You know it. He doesn't come up with ideas and say, let's go do this. Let's, you know, he, yeah. he doesn't do that. Um, basically, he does what we suggest. <laughs> um, yeah. And he, he controls the situation in that if we are able to give him an option, he can choose that option. You yeah. know. And when he's ready to go. <laughs> yeah. He'll tell you. Yeah. And Especially can, back then. We could put <laughs> him off a little bit, but. Now, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so was he like going to school when he switched to hard spring, was he going to school and coming home at the same time that he was pretty much? There was a, I think there was a slight time change. I think heart spring was maybe a little earlier. 
than yeah than well the most of the kids school. live there so that would make mm-hmm. sense yeah they don't have to commute. but remember i was i was at the, when he went to heart spring for the for the semester or half a year or whatever prior to him making that switch to heart spring I was not only driving him in the morning, but I stayed and worked as a parent You're in his about room at the middle school. At the middle school, yeah, in Andover, and then and then bringing him home in the after because the yeah. know, staff wasn't able to yeah, handle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was isolated in a room all day by himself, so he's not around peers uh, on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, they did have activity times, and they had set up some activity things that the kids would do like this was this would have been summer school um that activity set up in the common air commons area and he could go do things but it, but he there was no interaction but with him and any other students really right and we should say he was at, at a middle school but he was not middle school age right that was just the most appropriate setting yeah. for him because but of even the in that training setting, of the staff and the teacher yeah that was the most appropriate when we moved him there but then it turned into him being in a room by himself all day right. with two or three staff all the time. So being able to go to Hard Spring and be with peers, even though yeah. there's a chance any one of them could hurt someone else yeah. or get hurt. I mean, that was just the nature of the classroom. And it's the nature of the population that has to go there. Right. Yeah. Right. We were talking on the drive over here that <clears throat> that in the in the public school, in every public school setting that he was in, and there were five or six of them before he moved to heart spring he he was like the most aggressive uh yeah. student in in that setting in that school or whatever and so th- th- when he had a behavior even though like we might have considered it pretty mild the staff in the public school it was way beyond what they were yeah prepared to, to handle or capable of handling. Um, and so that was all we knew was, you know, we're, we're getting reports all, you know, daily that he had attacked somebody, you know, hit or pinched or kicked or whatever yeah. gone after the, the teacher. You Like he, he always knows who the alpha personality is in the room. And so something happens and he goes after that person. Um, and so he was, you know, from a behavior standpoint, he's the worst student in whatever situation he was in. And then he goes to Heart Spring, and he's just one, because all of the students at Heart Spring have a verbal and behavioral component to their to their challenges. And so he just goes there, and he's one of, they're all the same in, yeah. in that regard. And so they were able to handle it, and we didn't, we, I mean, like the daily calls like he went after somebody did this he did that that was over the only time we heard about anything was if it was really bad um or you know somebody got hurt well or like someone broke his glasses a couple of times yeah you know things like that that we needed to take care of something they would call us yeah yeah so that was a big switch to us and again made us feel very we, we always had a high level of confidence i think in heart spring well, and, and the some, staff there. and some peace about it oh yeah um we could focus more on the other kids you uh-huh. know schools things and or i remember because i've worked from home with the church plant for over 20 years now basically uh and um so i i remember having conversations with you like 
because you were in school. I mean, you were teaching, and then you were in school, I mm-hmm. think, at the time. And so you were gone a lot or studying a lot. And I, I remember talking to you about, like, I, I was able to work on church stuff all all day mm-hmm. like I didn't get interrupted and I didn't <laughs> I didn't have to go to the school I didn't pick him yeah, up early right. it was so nice and now a word from our sponsor and now back to the show so um, earlier in the season we talked about the, the Nate treatments that he went to mm-hmm. or NAT treatments and now in this podcast series we are um, where Trent begins at HeartSpring which as we've said he's now one in 54 kids yeah. who um, have typical, like the same, the mm-hmm. same issues. So did you start to feel differently about Trent's future? You know, I don't remember thinking a lot about the future when he was growing up. Honestly, I mean, it's kind of hard to, it was yeah, it was definitely like, this is a good, we're in a good time right now, or the things are going well, well right now. I used to, I used to use the word season a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, this is a good season because he would be aggressive <laughs> for like three months consistently yeah. every day. And then he'd have three months where almost not at all. And, you know, mm-hmm. so we just, we just, you know, ebb and flow <laughs> in and out of uh, life. I don't remember those three months. <laughs> no, no issue. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't three months. Maybe a month. Yeah. But, um, but any dr- any drop in his behavior was big because yeah, it was so bad and so often. I do remember any... at that time feeling like we were taking steps in the right direction. Mm. Mm. I don't I don't remember thinking even about him being grown or, or that oh, type yeah. of thing. That was but, probably overwhelming. But yeah. right for the for the short term. He's going to be here. He can be here until he's 21, or he ended up not being there that yeah. long. But it's, you but can. that was a good yeah. thing, too. Mm-hmm. So um, hopeful, I guess, at the time. When you have a child that, that takes so much extra care and energy, um, the, the, you, you do get, not, I don't want to say like tunnel vision, but you get, more focused on the little things and so so it really is almost a day-to-day kind of like did he have a good day today versus if he you know if he wakes up and it sits bad from the beginning then it just is like you know really bad um what would you don't think a lot about the about the future because it's so up in the air a lot people would often ask me what do you what do you see him? Do you see him talking when he's older? Do you what do you see him when he's grown? And I would always say, you know, it's wide yeah. open. We we don't know. Mm-hmm. We We're don't just know. hoping he doesn't try to kill yeah. us today. Right. <laughs> gonna, and would that make it a good day? Was that your bar? Oh yeah. If he didn't try to kill you, then it was a good yeah. day. <laughs> well, and, I, and we only use that. during certain we seasons. We use that jokingly. He didn't really try to kill us, but. But, but I mean, the fights and the, the anger. And, I mean, it yeah. felt like that was very... In his little mind, it was oh, kind yeah. of a killer be killed. Yeah. yeah. Well, what happens is... <laughs> let me teach you guys a little bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, what happens is it's something happens that they don't know how to respond to it. And so their um, fight, flight, or freeze oh, goes yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, it, it gets triggered a lot more frequently mm-hmm. because there's a lack of communication and social mm-hmm. understanding. So then they, you know, 
different behaviors occur because yeah. they're in fight, flight, or freeze. And like literally trying to survive. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And, and you can tell. He mm-hmm. would fight with every oh, yeah. ounce oh, of yeah. his being. Every ounce. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, I don't remember who said this, but early on when he was younger, they talked about, you know, uh, individuals with autism, like a, like a, a, a neurotypical person mm-hmm. has a stress, le- like a daily stress level of, let's say, two or three on a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. two or three most of the time. And then and then we have a particularly stressful situation. Like a, f- a friend of mine just last lost his mom. That's a stressful situation. And so, you know, our stress level might go from a two to three up to an eight or nine. And, you know, it's a significant climb. Yeah. But you know then then that's like oh my goodness so i don't remember again who explained this to us but it was like okay trent for instance is going to have a normal stress level of eight or nine all the time is anxiety Mm -hmm. and and so every any little thing yeah pushes him over the edge where he can't can't process it anymore yeah that was really helpful for me to Mm -hmm. um understand or or kind of you know yeah. think about how what must be going because we've said this before no matter how bad it is for you as a parent or a friend kind of watching this from the outside how uncomfortable it is how difficult it is for you I guarantee you it's a hundred times worse for the individual going through it it was way worse for trent yes but that doesn't negate that it's it was hard for us. For you. <laughs> but i mean from a yeah, I'm just, I just don't want other people to be like, oh, I can't be upset because it's yes, worse for them. Yes, you can be upset. But, yeah, that's what but I'm saying. It's, it's difficult for everybody. It's not like Trent enjoyed right. those times. So you got me thinking. Yeah. So as he's gotten older and that fight, flight, or freeze mode has changed, mm-hmm. you know, he, he doesn't go into that mode right. unless... Mm. Unless he is in so much pain, he doesn't know what to yeah. do. Yeah. That's the only time we see him kind of lose control mm-hmm. um, and go after us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something also interesting in that. Is that maturity? So here's, here's what, here's, I'll say this. <laughs> um, so when we take in senses, just anybody, when you take in senses, the first place that those senses go is to our amygdala. And our hippocampus, which hold our memory sorting and storing and our emotional responses. That's the first place it goes. That's why when you smell perfume that your great grandma used to wear, you mm. immediately think of her because it goes mm-hmm. to your emotional responses and your memory sorting and storing. You should ask Trent to draw a hippocampus. No. So then um, it goes there. And if that triggers anything... You don't know what's going on. You feel like you're in danger. You don't understand why something's happening to you. You're in pain. Then your fight, flight, or freeze goes off and you literally, your senses that you took in literally cannot move to your prefrontal cortex, which is where critical thinking Mm -hmm. and consequences and things like that, long-term consequences, Mm -hmm. that's where you process that. So it, it gets stuck in your fight, fight, or freeze until you can, that's why they tell you to deep breathe and things like that so mm-hmm. that you can basically like push that into your, into your uh, prefrontal cortex. <laughs> so Trent probably understands now 
these people that I have raised me, I can trust them. Um, like he, maturity probably too. Mm -hmm. Um, he doesn't want to hurt us and now he has the skills to help him calm Mm -hmm. so that he can push that to his, to his, uh, prefrontal cortex. Yeah. So those impulses are less because yeah, it's moving. Yeah. Wow. Until he gets to that, like when he's in pain and he can't. Right. Then you have to do what you have to do to, to be heard. Right. Right. Or to get what you need. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that's huh? I think that's tied to communication more than anything. <laughs> yeah, oh, a lot yeah. in mm-hmm. that If he could just he can't tell come us. out of his room and tell us. Yeah. My yeah. ear is killing me or yeah. my stomach hurts so bad. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So there or there've my been, headphones don't work. Yeah. Right. And you keep telling me to wear them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uh you know, we think we think about you were talking about kind of the ebb and flow mm-hmm. of life with him and kind of the ups and downs and you, you just take it as it as it comes but there were you know there have been significant moments of of help when when we had the elders of the church come and pray and Trent called for TJ mm-hmm. that first time it was a significant moment that that I think began a process of a, a, a minimizing of those behaviors and things. So we have that moment. We have finding Megan and him getting those treatments. We have also heart spring. Also, he went to the Aaron is Hope Foundation. He went to yeah. the Pollard Licklider Clinic two summers at least, yeah. maybe three, where he had ABA therapy all morning. Mm. every yeah. day in the summer. I don't remember. You know, there were several things that, mm-hmm. that were done I don't for him. remember seeing, and I, and maybe it was just the maturity, because he was quite a bit older by the time he went to HeartSpring. He was 11. From from Pollard Licklider. He was mm. much younger there, I think. Well, yeah, I don't remember. Um, but he, he uh, his, so maybe he was able to process the things that he was getting, the help that he was getting at HeartSpring. And HeartSpring was incredibly consistent. I was about to say, their... routine goes into it a lot. Oh, if you yeah. don't know what's coming and your anxiety just whoop, mm-hmm. goes yeah. way up. But if... even their response to his things, you know, they were very good mm-hmm. at if if you display this behavior, this is the right. response this is what that's we're going do. to happen. And it was, and they were consistent and like every, and things that, that we might have gone, oh, that's not a very big behavior. Mm-hmm. Heartspring was on it. The staff was on it because they knew if you let, the, if you let this mm-hmm. get go by, mm-hmm. then the next thing, you know, is going to happen more often. So. Right. But I, you know, the significant things that happened in our life yeah, were helpful, beneficial, yeah. all kind of led to the end result definitely so thanks guys uh we hope that this podcast has given you some hope and uh, more understanding for your loved one on the spectrum so thank you for listening thank you for tuning into the podcast used up pens if you haven't yet don't forget to leave a rating and a review we'd appreciate a five-star rating and we love hearing from you guys so if you could leave a review that is one of the easiest ways to get in touch with us if you'd like some apparel for or hats uh, t-shirts letters 
anything like that, you can find that at drawingsbytrent.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all at Drawings by Trent. Also, keep an eye out on TikTok. We should be having something special coming up. We wouldn't want you to miss it. You can also reach out to us at drawingsbytrent at gmail.com. We love hearing your questions and answering them if we can. Don't forget, the last episode of the season, we're going to have a special Q&A. So if you have questions that you'd like answered, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at drawingsbytrent at gmail.com. As always, thank you for listening.